Hey everybody, welcome to episode five of the Grey Havens podcast. Wow, five episodes, here we go. This episode is going to be all about our song, It's Possible. It's our fourth song off of our album, Blue Flower, and we're going to dig into the story behind the song, the writing and recording process. So if that sounds interesting to you, stick around. Here we go. third episode, the episode on Rhythm of the East, I mentioned that it was a really rare occasion, occurrence, when all of the lyrics suddenly flowed out onto the page one afternoon with a week left to go before we started working on recording the album and how rare that was. Well, the exact same thing happened with this song, I think the day before or the day after. So it was it was still rare. I still claim it to be rare, but it it was just two songs that came pretty pretty quickly, and it probably had something to do with the impending deadline that we were on to finish all the songs before it was time to record them. And this song, as we've said, this entire, if you're just tuning in for the first time, this album is inspired largely from C.S. Lewis's autobiography, Surprised by Joy. The The album is called Blue Flower, and Blue Flower is a symbol that represents what Lewis calls joy. And he defines joy as this unsatisfied desire, more desirable than any satisfaction, an elusive bliss that comes and goes through different mediums like nature, story, art, in Lewis's life, and a large part of the first half of his life could be categorized by his search for where that comes from. And this song in particular is about this one episode. It's very short, and it's about the first time that Lewis visits Oxford as a student or as a prospective student. I think he goes there to take some exams to get into the college. But he brings with him all these ideas about what Oxford is in his mind. And he quickly becomes disillusioned in the first stroll through Oxford. Here's what he says, quote, My first taste of Oxford was comical enough. I had made no arrangements about quarters and having no more luggage than I could carry in my hand. I sallied out of the railway station on foot to find either a lodging house or a cheap hotel, all agog for dreaming spires and last enchantments. My first disappointment at what I saw could be dealt with. Towns always show their worst face to the railway. But as I walked on and on, I became more bewildered. Could this succession of mean shops really be Oxford? But I still went on, always expecting the next turn to reveal the beauties, and reflecting that it was a much larger town than I had been led to suppose. Only when it became obvious that there was very little town left ahead of me, that I was in fact getting to open country, did I turn around and look. There, behind me, far away, never more beautiful since, was a fabled cluster of spires and towers. 
I had come out of the station on the wrong side, and had been all this time walking into what was even then the mean and sprawling suburb of Botley. I did not see to what extent this little adventure was an allegory of my whole life. That is, I think, where we're going to leave it for now as far as the, the lyrical inspiration of the song and switch gears into the, the writing and the recording side of things. I had heard about the fame, but I didn't get the facts First step, got down, started walking to the beat Of a one-way ticket on a two-way street hey. This song, probably more than any other on the album Just took on a completely unexpected character And what I mean by that is Here is this song about this story that we read from Lewis's autobiography, somebody's first trip to Oxford. And, you know, if I had a soundtrack to what walking down the street of Oxford sounds like, it certainly wouldn't be this song. I love that this song used that Lewis story as a springboard, and then it kind of became its own thing organically. And what I'm going to do, I think, in this podcast is highlight the journey that the song went on a little bit. So I'm going to play a few early voice memos from where this song started. And then after that, I think I'll highlight some of my favorite sounds that we got on this album. Things that I think are key ingredients in what's contributing to the overall spirit of the song. We don't have time to go into every single little nitty gritty thing. And then after that, I think we'll get Alicia in the studio. Maybe we'll get Simon in here and get their takes on the songs, you know, or on, on the song, what they remember from the writing and recording process. So here we go. This is the first sketch that I could find of the song, It's Possible. And then here's an early voice memo of me trying to do what I always do in songwriting and just play the song back and sing random stuff over it that feels good. It's possible to see the city from the wrong side. It's possible that you've been walking down one way, wrong way, right? I've mentioned previously that the way I personally go about writing songs is to establish a musical foundation and then sort of try out lyrical ideas on it. Well, then once the song is written, what I consider to be usually the heart of the song, the core of what it is, is just the, the main vocal melody and the main vocal lyric. Really, once that is established, I mean, we've used music 
to get here. But now that we've arrived, the music that you use to get there is sort of thrown out the window. Well, maybe not thrown out the window, but it needs to be re-auditioned. And now there's more auditionees when you bring it to the recording sphere, if that makes any kind of sense. So you've used the music to kind of help you get to the core of what the song is. Now that you have the core, the music that helped you get there might not be the music that you end up keeping for the recording because something else might support the heart of what the song is better. And so when you're recording the song, you're trying out now, it's almost like the, re- the roles have been reversed and now you're, you're trying out your musical ideas on the lyric. It's, an, it's a weird way to think about it, but I'm just going to highlight a couple more sounds that went into the uh, early stages of the song that I really love. We found this organ sound that just sounded like the song and that's what you're that's really what you're looking for it's a gut level thing does this does this you know turn the lights on in some way for the song a bit more so we have this organ sound and the second sound that I'll fade up a little bit it's just these city noises these sounds that we collected and stacked on top of each other to create a city type of energy so I'm going to play those two things for you here in a second Maybe the reason why I love those sounds so much is they just sound like a city where I would want to visit. We had a good start. I think we were a day or so into recording by this point we had you know what you've heard is the main structure of the song and sometimes something happens where you just stumble upon a sound or a part that then becomes sort of the i don't know you get your marching orders for the for how to proceed from this one idea and what what that was for this song was this weird quirky vocal part that I was hearing in my head. Which, as you've probably guessed, became this intro part. This vocal part, this quirky, kind of weird, sing-songy thing became the thing from which everything else in the recording process started taking its cues from. I think in some ways it gave us permission to really just try out weird ideas or maybe not even weird, but just like, I don't know, out of the box things, maybe things we wouldn't have otherwise gone for. And this time around, it was a little bit interesting because we sent a lot of our songs out to different producer friends and collaborators to speak into the songs and add their own ideas and and personality. And the collaborator that we sent this song out to is a good friend of ours named Joel Russo. He's a producer here in Nashville. And 
we just said, hey, what, you know, can you send us back your ideas? And we absolutely loved what he sent back. And he sent back certain kind of instrumental things and quirky stuff. But our favorite stuff from him was the background vocal parts that he came up with. So I'm going to showcase a few of those here. It's possible to see the city from the wrong side. It's possible I didn't see it in the right light. Cause when I stopped and stared, I didn't see the magic from the first time there. I admit it was a tragedy, I know. It's possible to see the city from the wrong side, wrong side. Here we go. I got those stems and I flew them into the session and just was like, I can't believe how how good this is, at least to me. I mean, it was just so fun and served the song so well. Okay, one more thing to highlight is this instrumental breakdown section, which was so fun to record. It's just like a huge party section of the song. But keep your ears peeled. I don't know if you can do that or just listen and see if you can place this instrumental melody that's being played. You've heard this before as a main instrumental hook on the first track of the album. It's actually become the intro to our podcast. Take a listen. So the melody that we're using for this instrumental breakdown in It's Possible is that exact same melody, except we just switched up the rhythm a little bit. So instead of it's one more time. I think let's get Alicia in the studio and hear what her thoughts or memories are from this song. All right, Alicia, welcome to, welcome back to the studio. (laughs) Hey, hey. Okay, so what do you, what are your takes on this song? What do you remember from the writing recording process? Okay, so we talked about how Rhythm of the East came close to the end of the writing process or like very, very shortly before we started production. And this one I think did too. Yeah. And it was, it just, it came suddenly and it was very fun and inspiring and you wrote it really quickly and I thought it was super cool. And then brought it into the studio and it kind of just like exploded into this huge ball of energy and fun yeah. and just, it was very fun and exciting. The, yeah. Just the whole process of it. I think I've said the word fun about 20 times in this episode so far. <laughs> I think I already used it five times in my short little segment um, so far. How did you feel about being given the, the, 
task of the intro quirky vocal yeah. part. I uh. remember <laughs> there's probably some hesitancy. Yeah, you guys, you and Ben called me into the studio and you're like, hey, we just need you to sing like, I, yeah, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> and I was like, what? And you sang it for me yep. and just like had this like, it had this fun energy to it, but it mm-hmm. also sounded really bizarre to me the first time. Yeah. I was like, you really want me to sing that? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's um, so quirky. And I was just like, I don't even know like, yeah. if I can you know, like do it in the right vibe. Um, but once we got going, it came really naturally and it was so enjoyable to do. And it's like the part of the record that is always stuck in my head. And it didn't take very long for me to just like grow to totally love the part. And yeah. And just the craziness of the song just rubbed off on me really quickly. And I, yeah, just loved it. We, wrap up here is i i think i was just joking around like on the mic before ben or asher whoever was recording and we ended up just keeping keeping that as a fun weird vocal part in the mix yeah i like it i like that the song really does mean something too right it's not just fun um yeah but it was a party it's just like it i it just makes me smile yeah. every time so hopefully it does for listeners too but just for Recording it and kind of sitting in on the writing process was just a blast for me. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for stopping by once again, and we'll have you back for the next episode. I'm excited. (laughs) And actually, we have one more special guest here. I brought in our five-year-old Simon, and I think, is this your favorite song on the album? Yes. Yeah? Why do you like it so much? Well, it's just... It's the only song that I really know very well. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you like about it? It's just, it's so fun. Ah. <laughs> nice. What's your favorite part of the song? Adi ya da da da. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by. You're welcome. All right. See ya. All right, that is where we are going to leave it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast and to our music. So grateful for you guys. And if you like the podcast, it would be amazing if you subscribed, liked, followed it, whatever platform you're on, and told a friend about it. That helps us a ton in spreading the word about our music and this podcast and all that good stuff. So uh, we're going to end things here by playing through the entirety of our song It's Possible. I turned around to find out where I've been was beautiful. Yeah.
Didn't see it in the right light 